Hi, I'm Colleen, your host of the Good News Podcast. And I'm Neil, the other host. The Good News Podcast is your source for good news, fun stories, auditory delight, and sonic joy. We're bringing all of this goodness to you from the Cards Against Humanity studios in Chicago. We're back today talking with BK and Mike from the Moon Jam. Yesterday we talked to them about their events and their organization. Today we're going to be talking about how they got inspired to start fire dancing. Love that. If you missed yesterday's episode, take a listen, but here we go. Okay. The thing that you mentioned about the sound, about how loud it is, um, it immediately reminded me of, so when people in the shower, they're able to like do a lot of brainstorming and really like deep thinking because like the sound of the shower is quieting the part of our brain that is just constantly talking at us. And I wonder if it's that same element of like, it's drowning out other sounds and like in maintaining a focus. You're making the fire sing. The notes and the tones have to do with the moves that we're doing and how we're doing them and how close they are to our bodies. And, and sometimes that becomes part of it too. You know, you just get captivated by yeah. by the sound. The song of it. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and with the jam in particular, with all the drummers who I call the heartbeat of the jam because they're just they're just so essential to the entire the entire connective tone of the entire event. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that everyone experiences when you're there. You can close your eyes and not even experience the fire, or you can turn mm-hmm. away and not experience the fire. But the drums, as the heartbeat, are the thing that everyone connects with. Um, and it's kind of amazing to you know to hear the sound of the fire amongst that. But also, there are so many just ways that we that we connect at the jam, and there are so many ways where we're intensely individual at the jam. There's so many ways that we rely on each other at the jam, having a safety at every spot. What we do is we always have, uh, we say, spin, safety, volunteer. So people go out and perform, and there's someone safetying for them, and then they switch. Mm-hmm. And then someone else safeties for the next person, and then they come back and they ask, hey, do you need any help? And if we don't need any help in any spots, it's like, eh, go ahead, you know, go, go dip and go again. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, we'll need someone else at a spot to help mm. out because it's a big event. We yeah. might have eight fire dancers out at a time, but we might have 100 or 120 fire dancers that check in through the night. Mm-hmm. And what that does is it makes people really get to know each other, first of all, because they have all these different partners that they rely on. Um, but no one comes in thinking, wow, I am a performer. Um, everyone goes and then is support for someone else. And uh, we talk a lot about, you know, we try to bring in different issues that are really important for us as humans, like mm-hmm. consent mm-hmm. Um, and having a consent based partnership and having people think about that and think about how important that is to know that that's where they want to be, that they feel safe, that they feel safe about what other people are doing mm-hmm. and safeties have equal roles. So it's a. Uh, it's an interesting uh, ecosystem that we've built. Uh, because of like how professional you've been with your organization and creating it, the folks that are coming to the Full Moon Jam, are they coming from the tri-state area? I mean, are we are you drawing like folks from outside of Chicago to the jams? The draw is pretty big. Yeah. You know, the draw is pretty big. Because I, I, I can't, other than say, I mean, um, a Burning Man, where else are these types of similar fire dancing happening other than Chicago? 
I'm not aware of any other monthly event uh-huh. sanctioned by any other city other than right. Chicago that does anything like this. That's yeah, huge. There definitely, there there are groups, um, and there are groups that gather. Um, they don't necessarily do public performances the way that we do, yeah. mm-hmm. especially not advocated for and uh, and promoted by the cities yeah. that they're in. Okay. You mentioned uh, that you want to be like uh, a foundation for fire dancing and flow arts. Uh, is that like a, a term? Uh, what are what are like flow arts? Fire dancing is a flow art. Yeah. Um, most other flow arts are just without fire. It's basically the same thing, but without fire. Like, you yoga, know, even, like yoga, I guess. Yeah, I guess yoga. You well, so flow arts is a kind of problematic, imperfect term. Mm, great, I love those. The, yeah. <laughs> um, that the, uh, I guess you could say object manipulation mm. uh, in many ways. So it's kind of like dancing along with an object. And the object manipulation community has very strongly connected with the concept of flow, mm. with, the, uh, with the psychological, physiological concept of flow, which is really powerful. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing, though. They're called flow arts by the community. That's kind of become a thing. There's not a monopoly on what flow arts actually are. Mm. So, I mean, you you hit a state of flow in a lot of different ways. So mm-hmm. it's it's problematic uh, to to grab the term flow arts. Yeah, it's also problematic to call them really other things as well. Yeah. So because object manipulation, flow arts kind of gets hindered in the mouth in a way that no one would ever actually say it. So I feel like the people I've heard talk about uh, flow before are, are like jazz musicians. Is, is that kind sure. of like a similar feel? Like you get in the zone and you're mm-hmm. you're feeling everything and, and sort of uh, producing your art while you're in that mental state? Is that is that kind of the, the flow? Is that right? Yeah, and therein lies the problem with the with defining what flow arts yeah. means, because sure. it yeah. could be a, a you know a group of jazz guys just flowing through it, right? You know? But yeah, you're right. And that's object manipulation as well. Ooh, you know, that's yeah. object Mama manipulation mia. flow arts, so, right? I mean, <laughs> Mike, you were inspired to start fire dancing after 2001 Burning Man. Yep. BK. 2003. 2003. Burning Man. Burning what, Man. What, oh, so both both yeah. of you were inspired by Burning yeah. Man to do yeah. fire dancing. Yeah. I, I first saw Poi. When I was working out at a gym, there was a and poi is what tell us about it's 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 basically two objects about the size of baseballs uh, that are attached to chains or rope about I don't know foot and a half long. Uh, they're usually handles, uh, different types of handles that are used, and those you spin around in different patterns to dance with, I guess. Cool. So you you went to Burning Man, you saw fire dancing, and you're like. I got to do it. Yeah, I saw a guy practicing, actually. He oh, had nice. some practice poi, which is, um, I mean, something as simple as just taking a couple of oranges and put them in sweat socks. <laughs> you know. <laughs> anyone I mean, can re- start. Anyone can start. <laughs> and I saw him. I asked him, I'm like, what is that you're doing? He said, oh, it's poi. You know? And then I said, like, I wanted to learn. And then yeah. he told me about, you know, I knew about Burning Man, but I didn't know anyone that had ever been. Mm. And his name was Luis, Luis Bergamante. And I just tagged on with him. You know, and was there for the first time in 03. And it was there I started practicing, you know, with the socks and the oranges and eventually lit up, you know. I'm sure that a lot of people listening are, like, daydreaming of themselves fire dancing. What is a good way to practice, like, the sweat socks with an orange in it? Like, how, how can someone start the process of 
in the future becoming a fire dancer? YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> the answer for all yeah, the things. Yeah, that's the answer for a yeah. lot of right, right now, I am teaching myself to play bass guitar watching YouTube videos. How's it going? It's great. <laughs> Slapping the bass? Oh, yeah. That's great. So, so there are two separate things with that, though. YouTube videos are absolutely essential. And getting involved in your communities, come out to the gym, ask people questions. Mm. You know, there are a lot of people that aren't uh, necessarily lighting with fire that are that are playing with different props and flow arts. Go and chat with them. Mm-hmm. Find out about them. There are other jams that are not on fire that people go and practice at regularly. But YouTube videos are awesome to a point. Don't think you know safety, fire safety, without the YouTube videos. Mm. So that's one of those, or, or with, with having seen YouTube videos. We're uh, nationally involved in a lot of different conversations about how to make things safer. And one of the biggest things, you know, there, there are kind of two things that, that happen with accidents. One, people use the wrong things. They think that they know what they're doing, and a beginner that doesn't know what they're doing is using the wrong stuff. And all of a sudden, they're back on YouTube with more hits than the most fantastic fire dancer ever mm. because people like looking at fire dancing accidents for some reason. Ugh. Those will go viral more than you know incredible performances go uh, viral. Come talk to us because that is one of our main focuses with the Full Moon Jam is to build strong norms in Chicago and in the Midwest and let them grow outward from there. And we know we've had an incredible impact with that. So we do uh, level one fire safety training before every full moon jam at six o'clock on the nose. So to get the most out of it, you're going to want to have practiced these props Mm. and kind of know what you're doing with these props. Now, one of the things with the full moon jam, though, is we do not let people light for the first time at the jam. It's just too big of an event. There's too much going on. We can't give the the attention that, that people need. We are uh, working on a series uh, that we've just recently started of participant only, no audience. Everyone has to be safety trained and participate uh, events. I don't know how many people are going to reach out, but if you email info at fullmoonjam.org, we can give you some info on those. We do safety trainings, and for people that have practiced their props already, uh, we will create a safe space for people to do those first burns mm. because we don't want to be like, hey, we're doing all this stuff, you know, kind of for the community. And here's this really, really intense, dangerous moment where um, we're not going to be helping you out on that. Yeah. So we want to create a space where people who are interested and invested and learn can, can have a space to do that with us. The next Full Moon Jam yes. is on Tuesday, July 16th. So they're at Foster, they're just south of Foster Avenue on the grass fields, about a quarter of a mile south of where Foster runs into the lakefront. Mm. They are a Leave No Trace event, no alcohol. They're family friendly. Please, please, please be aware that we want to make these really family friendly and inviting for everyone. Thanks for listening. Do you have good news? Incredible. Or maybe you want to tell us a joke or idea? Excellent. Email us at hello at thegoodnewspodcast.fm. Or leave us a voicemail at 773-217-0156. You can also tweet us at thegoodnewspod. And follow us on Instagram, too. And if you love The Good News Podcast, think about supporting us on our Patreon page. Most of our music is by Poddington Bear. 